I love doing self-storage conversions. Let's talk about that today. My name's Mark Helm. I'm the author of Creating Wealth Through Self-Storage, and I'm the creator of the Quick Start Academy, which houses the self-storage, on-demand, quick start boot camp that I offer, which is the premier training that's designed to take you from wherever you are right now all the way to putting your first or your next self-storage facility into service. You can find out more about it at creatingwealththroughselfstorage.com. But I love doing self-storage conversions. We talk a lot about that in the boot camps. And the reason is because I've made more money doing conversions than any other type of self-storage project I've done. It's also very fulfilling. So let's focus on the three mistakes that I've made and I've seen other people make doing self-storage conversions and I hope this may help you as you plan on your next self-storage project. So before we get going, let's talk about what a self-storage conversion is. So we're just all clear about it. So when I say conversion, what I'm saying is we take an existing building that was built a while ago and was used for something else and now we're going to convert that building to self-storage a lot of some conversions some that we've done have uh, also a development aspect to it too where you may have extra land and you're building new self-storage drive up self-storage or you're adding parking on the outside i'm not talking about that i'm talking about taking just the building part, taking an existing building and converting it to self-storage. For purposes of this episode, that's what we're talking about. So let's talk about the three mistakes I've done and I've seen other people do. Well, the first mistake is not having a high enough contingency factor in your budget. You know, we've, we've all, or many of us have done expansions or new constructions. We've worked with, you know, contractors before. And generally, we see a 10% contingency in many of the budgets or section of the budgets. So in other words, if uh, hard costs are costing $50 a foot, then in the budget there'll be a line item that says contingency and then it's usually five dollars a foot or if it's a million dollar you know hard cost then you'll have a hundred thousand dollar contingency number and when we did a very when I did my first conversion I quickly learned that when you're dealing with an existing building that 10% contingency factor can get sucked up real quick. You just never know what's behind the walls that you're demoing or what's under the building or what type of electrical issues you're going to have. So we've always increased the contingency factor after that first project. On our very first project we did, we had received approvals to do the construction so we submit you know we had submitted our plans and received approvals on them but when the fire marshal came to do an inspection the fire marshal decided that between the office portion and the warehouse portion of our building we needed a firewall so out of the blue 
we ended up having to construct a concrete firewall running the length of the office portion in our project added a hundred thousand dollars just there to the construction budget since that very first project we've added a 15 sometimes 20 percent contingency factors in our construction budgets mistake number two i've seen is people not spending enough time, energy, thought, and money on the exterior of the building. Now, in our business strategy, our goal, every time we do a conversion, is to have that building look like a self-storage facility as people drive by it. I don't want to have a building that look like a Kmart that now has storage units in it. I want it to look like a storage facility. And how you do that, in my opinion, is you have the exterior of the building look different look like a storage project and you see doors either faux doors on the exterior preferably glass with real doors of your project inside and this can add a lot to a construction budget but here's my take on it and it's not the take it's just my take on it if we have a project that doesn't look like a conversion but looks like a self-storage project a we can get the highest rents that that market has to offer the building you you see we were getting seventeen dollars and eighty cents a square foot of course it was all climate control but that's what we were getting in our initial performa we had $15.25, and by the time we hit stabilization, we were at 17 bucks a foot. And when you comes time to sell the project, you now have a project that institutional buyers will look at. Now, there's a lot of valid strategies where you may just want to go on the cheap or the down low and do the minimum amount. And if that's part of your business strategy, great. But most of the people I've seen don't put enough thought in how they're going to change the exterior of the building to look like a storage facility. Mistake number three, not having six inches floor thickness if you're going to go multi-story in a conversion. One of the beauties of a conversion is that very often you can turn square foot income into cubic foot income. The building you just saw was a 44,000 square foot building, but we could get 66,000 square feet of self-storage in it. Why? Well, we had 17 high feet clear height and we could build a first story, put a deck on top of that first story, and then have a second story. We could turn one floor into two floors. That's one of the beauties of doing a conversion. But I learned the hard way on a project, you better have six inches of concrete floor thickness or the engineers for the fabricators won't sign off on the building drawings. So we, we had a transaction where the, we bought two buildings to convert and the first building was built in 1969, second building was built in the 70s, second building had six inches of floor you know, concrete floor, the building number one had four. 
I didn't realize that till we got into the due diligence and then the engineer wouldn't, it, uh, the fabricator wouldn't sign off on it. If we were going to tear that floor up and re-pour it with six inches of concrete, it would have killed the deal and we couldn't have done it. So what most people do is walk. We did in this particular case find a solution. What our solution was in these conversions when you build the first floor, the first floor every 10 feet there has to be load-bearing metal to support the deck with the concrete floor for the second floor. The, the load-bearing metal is typically the framing in between the units. It's a heavier gauge steel than normal uh, and that's what the unit wall is attached to. So on the first floor you have a lot of 10 by 10s, 10 by 5s, 10 by 15s, 10 by 20, 10, a lot of 10 by 10 because every 10 feet you got to have a, a, a support for the deck. So what we did is we got the plan that we wanted. We asked the engineers, look, instead of repouring the whole floor, what if we chalked out where those support metal beams need to go to hold the second floor up and we dig six inches either way remove what's there now and put in six inches of concrete. Would you sign off on that? And they said, yes. So we literally chalked the floor with the plan and then we had a concrete company come in and bid it and to do that in a 36,000 square foot building, it was gonna cost $37,000 to do those six to do that foot trenching where those beams were gonna be. So we went to the seller, said, here's the cost. We've got to have it to close the deal. Here's the cost. Split it with me. And the seller did do that, and we were able to close on that deal. But believe me, from now on, when I'm looking at a conversion project that's more than one story, and I try to do as many of those as I can, most of our conversions have been two-story, I always, first thing, check on the concrete floor thickness. So those are the three mistakes that can really catch people by surprise as they get into a conversion. I hope that's been helpful to you. I hope in 2023 you do a conversion if you're getting in or growing your self-storage business and hope this helps. My name is Mark Helm. I'm the author of Creating Wealth Through Self-Storage and I'm the creator of the Storage World Analyzer. On that deal we were just talking about when we had that $36,000 increase that we split in half, I entered that extra expense and the analyzer re-ran the numbers during the due diligence to see how that affected our yield and is it something we could do and it, and it turned out that it was we still hit our benchmark numbers if you're not using the storage world analyzer i invite you to explore it storageworldanalyzer.com or creating wealth through self-storage.com thank you and i look forward to being with you in 2023